Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I was sent an article uh, yesterday by Steve, one of my very keen followers, who asked me to go through and have a look at an article that was on NRL.com and give my live reaction to it. So I've opened that one up. The uh, title of the article is Mate vs. Mate, the key positional battle at your club this preseason. Uh, article written by Martin Lenahan and Colleen Edwards. Uh, so thank you to those, for, those two for putting this article together. Going to give my live reaction to it. I'm not quite sure what to expect here. I haven't had a look at it yet. I'll have a quick squiz through it. I know that there is a positional battle for all 16 teams that have been written down here. So the way I'm going to do it is today I'm going to go through the Sydney clubs or the New South Wales clubs and then I'm going to go through the rest of the clubs in a later podcast, probably later today or tomorrow. I will let you know uh, during the day. Uh, But I thought I would split it up because all 16 is a bit much. Uh, It gets a bit exhausting for me. So I'm going to go through those. I believe there in alphabetical. Yes, they are in alphabetical order. All right. The first one, the Bulldogs, the fullback role, Jake Avrillo, Jacob Kiraz. I'll read a little bit of it. Uh, a couple of exciting youngsters who will both play a big role in Cameron Serrato's plans for 2023, but only one can be the number one. Avrillo enters his fourth year at the club with 54 games and 19 tries already to his name, seven of those coming in his first 10 games at fullback in 2022. Uh, this included a golden fortnight against the Eels and the Tigers in round 14 and 15 when the 22-year-old crossed four times to help the Dogs to two big wins. Kiraz was predominantly used as a winger at NRL level last season, but his three outings at fullback for Lebanon at the World Cup had critics raving. The 21-year-old averaged 139 metres per game and had eight tackle breaks as he stretched the defences of New Zealand, Ireland and Australia with some dazzling footwork and evasion. Interesting. Uh, for me, I would be going Jake Averill every day of the week. Uh, I just think that Avarillo is too good not to be in this side. I'm not sure if he is a fullback, but I think you've got to have him in the 13 somewhere and I'd be putting him in there. Karaz, I I spoke to guys that are in the Lebanon camp and they said how tremendous he was throughout the whole camp, uh, how, how much he was talking, how vocal he was, which is great to see. Uh, but for me, coming into Kiraz's second full season in the NRL, I would still leave him out on the wing this year. I think Jake Avarillo can pretty much lock himself into that fullback role. 
And that is how I would be running if I was the Canterbury Bulldogs. So interesting to see which direction they go. But to be honest with you guys, I would be pretty surprised if Jake Avrilo wasn't the Canterbury fullback in round one. All right, the Penrith Panthers. Their one says hooker, Mitch Kenny versus Sonny Luke. An interesting one. A lot of people talking about this one personally. I think both of them will be in the team. Probably won't read too much about this one. Uh, probably won't read this one out to you guys. Look, I personally think I've spoken about this on a number of podcasts, so no need for me to go into too much depth. I think Mitch Kenny is the perfect guy to withstand the opening 20, 30 minutes. Uh, every single team that plays the Penrith Panthers, they've got that game highlighted on their calendar. It's an opportunity to test themselves. Big opportunity for their forward pack to stand up against what I believe to be the best forward pack in the NRL. You know that first 20, 25 minutes is going to be brutal. Uh, they're going to be coming at the Panthers. I want Mitch Kenny on the field. I want to bring Sonny Luke on who's a bit more explosive a little bit later in the game uh, to get him as a fresh body on the field out of dummy half. So for me, I think it's a knockout victory to Mitch Kenny as far as a starting jersey goes. And it's not even a knockout victory as far as him being uh, the better hooker or the better player. It's just that he is more suited uh, as a better defensive player to start the game. And Sonny Luke is a more explosive hooker. I think he's more suited to bring him on late. So the Penrith Panthers won. I'll be shocked if Mitch Kenny isn't the starting nine and Sonny Luke isn't the bench nine. Uh, you got young Riley. Smith, who I've spoken about quite a bit on the podcast as well. I think you might see him at some point this year. I think the back end of the season, you might see him make his debut off the bench at some point or if there's injuries. Uh, and I reckon that this two-horse race will become a three-horse race over the next couple of years. But Mitch Kennedy to start, Sonny Luke to come off the bench for me. Our next one is the West Tigers and they're discussing the fullback role. Dane Laurie versus Charlie Staines. Amid a season of doom and gloom at West Tigers, live wire fullback Dane Laurie is one of the few bright spots averaging 120 metres per game and chalking up 77 tackle breaks. His return of two tries in 19 games is a concern. Uh, however, the arrival of noted finisher Charlie Stange from the Panthers could provide new coach Tim Staines with a dilemma as to who wears the coveted number one jersey. Staines already has 23 tries to his name in just 39 games, including four in an outrageous NRL debut against the Sharks in 2020. He comes from a great system. He already has a premiership to his name and he knows how to win. Both men are in the, in their early 20s and have bright careers ahead of them and it will be intriguing to see how the Wiley Sheens uses to play uh, the two speedsters in 2023. Uh, for me, I would 100% be going Dane Laurie. This one uh, is a bit of a no-brainer for me. I'll be very surprised if uh, Charlie Staines is the fullback, to be honest with you. Um, look, I thought Charlie Staines was just a quick winger a couple of years ago uh, and then last year I thought coming out of his own end he improved out of sight and that was always my biggest worry with Charlie Staines that he'd get pushed back coming out of his own end. Teams went after him last year and I thought he really stood up. So he was impressive in that regard. Uh, but for me... I think Dane Laurie has been sensational for the Tigers, despite not scoring a stack of tries, and I understand why people get concerned over that. Uh, I just think Dane Laurie has to be the one. There's reports that he's potentially a little bit upset at the West Tigers. I don't know whether they're true or not. I've got no idea. I know as much as you guys. Uh, but I think if Dane Laurie is at the West Tigers for the start of 2023, I, I just think he's almost a certainty to be the fullback. I think Charlie Staines will, will, will get out on one wing, uh, but I think Dane Laurie will be the fullback. And I, I just think if you're not playing Staines, 
exchange at fullback, you can play him on the wing. Dane Laurie, I think he's more of an out-and-out fullback. I don't think I'd want to play him on the wing. I think I want him in the one jersey. Uh, I think that he's been developing the last few years. Uh, he now gets a, an opportunity behind a really good forward pack. They've got a good hooker. I think it'll just improve everyone across the park. So personally, I would be going with Dane Laurie at fullback over Charlie Staines. Our next one, the Parramatta Eels. Now, a really interesting one here, the lock jersey. Uh, they've got written down Nathan Brown versus Ryan Madison. Now, uh, all reports are that Brownie's not going to be there next year. Whether he is or not remains to be seen. Uh, they didn't select him the entire year until the last round, which was disappoint- or the, the grand final, essentially, which was a little bit strange. I've always been a huge Nathan Brown fan, as you guys know. I'm a huge, huge fan of him, and I would have him in any team in the NRL at, in the 17 somewhere, without a doubt. I wouldn't be leaving him out of a side. Uh, but I personally think Ryan Madison is the better 13. The other one to keep an eye on is Jermaine Hopgood, who I absolutely love. You guys know how high I am on him. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the 13 jersey. Maratane Kore has left. So it does open up a spot. Sorry, Maratane Kore has left, but more importantly, Isaiah Papali'i has left. So with Isaiah Papali'i leaving, there's a spot on an edge. Potentially, you could see Brian Madison move out there and then maybe see Hopgood and Brown playing the 13. But Nathan Brown, uh, sorry, Ryan Madison is just so good through the middle when he's on the field that I think Jermaine Hopgood's going to have to do pretty good things to knock Maddo out of that side. But you might see Hopgood jump on an edge. I think it's going to be interesting. I personally think that Jermaine Hopgood should be mentioned in this conversation with Nathan Brown and Ryan Madison. Uh, the beauty of it is that Maddo's going to be out for the first three weeks, as it looks like, unless he gets his suspension overturned. Uh, so potentially you'll see Jermaine Hopgood for the first month or so. And I think once he gets his opportunity, he will not turn back. Uh, God knows what's going on with Nathan Brown. I'm hearing, I've heard over this offseason that he's a certain it'll land at about four different fucking clubs. So God knows what is going on with Brownie. They didn't pick him all last season until the biggest game of their entire season which is one of the more bizarre things we've seen in recent time. So personally, I think Matto will probably be the lock, but I'm telling you, keep an eye on Jermaine Hopgood. I really do think he's a guy that next season... He's going to really jump out of the box and really impress a lot of people. All right, our next team is the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Oh, Jesus. Um... I do not understand this one in any way, shape, or form. I'm not even going to read it to you, to be honest with you. I'm going to gloss over it pretty fucking quickly. Uh, it says Tom Burgess versus David Mowali. Uh, Mowali, I'm a huge fan of, as you guys know, but I think it's pretty evident that South Sydney, they are just easing him into minutes in first grade. They're, you know, Most of the time, he's not in the side. When he is, he comes off the bench. He doesn't play huge minutes. Tom Burgess is one of their premier front rowers. He will be the starting front rower. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. Uh, I don't think that anyone at the South Sydney Rabbitohs would be having a conversation about Burgess or Mowali. Uh, it's Burgess without a doubt. I think David Mowali is a good guy to have a conversation with on the bench. I think Harm Sele is locked in for a bench spot there. Uh, and who's going to join him as their other explosive bench guy? I think Mowali is a really good chance. You've obviously got uh, Saluka Fafita who came over from the Chooks. Jed Cartwright. Plenty of options there. But as far as pinning Mowali against Tom Burgess, uh, it's a non-contest for me. Tom Burgess uh, has been sensational for them. I think we've slept on how good Tom Burgess has been because the other guys have been so good, uh, but I think Burgess has been fantastic, and I really don't think him and Mowali is even a conversation that will be had there, to be honest with you. Uh, the Roosters. 
Good one here, an interesting one. You got second rowers, Satili Tupanua taking on Nat Butcher, who's going to land on the right edge for the Sydney Roosters with, with Angus Crichton on the other edge. Satili, he obviously won the race last year, uh, had a couple of poor defensive games at the start of the season. He obviously has got an error in him as well. Satili probably should have scored an extra five or six tries last year, but a lot of drop balls in key moments. When he went down injured, Nat Butcher came in, and I thought he was fucking tremendous, Nat Butcher. I thought he was really impressive. I think the other one to keep an eye on here is my boy Josh Wong. I don't think he'll be in the conversation to start the season, but I'll tell you what, if Satili or Nat get injured or suspended during the season, they give Josh an opportunity. Uh, I genuinely think that this will become a three-way conversation. But to start the season, it will be Tupanua or Nat Butcher. Tupanua's got the upside in attack. Defensively, he's not as good, though. Uh, Nat Butcher, very good defensively. Uh, and you know what? I, he actually impressed me in attack this year. I thought he was better than what I expected him to be. So interesting to see. I do think that whichever one of these two ends up on the bench, you would have to assume that whichever one of them doesn't make that edge ends up on the bench. I think that Josh Wong will put a lot of pressure on them to stay in this side, to be honest with you, especially Satili Tupanua, who's got a couple of errors in him. Uh, if Nat Butcher wins that edge spot, all of a sudden I become a little bit nervous for Tupanua and his place at the Sydney Roosters with Josh Wong coming through. So it's going to be an interesting space to watch. I'm very confident that in two years' time, I don't think Satili Tupanua, Nat Butcher and Josh Wong will all be in this side. I don't think they'll all be at the Roosters. I think one of them will have to move. Um, you can throw Egan Butcher in there as well, but I probably think they'll keep Egan. Uh, but I think Tupanura or Nut Butcher, if I had a little crystal ball, I think it would tell me that one of those two guys leaves the Roosters over the next two or three years. Gun to head, you said who's going to be the one? I'd probably say Satili at the moment, coming off his injury and with a couple of um, errors in his game and whatnot. Uh, but an interesting one to watch there. Really good shout there. I'm probably expecting Nat Butcher to win that race, to be honest with you. I think he might hold down that edge. But if you were to have one of them on the bench, Nat Butcher's probably the better guy. So interesting times. Dragons, one of the other Sydney teams. Tyrell Sloan versus Cody Ramsey. Um, this becomes interesting because Cody Ramsey's obviously in hospital. He's not doing too well. So we do wish Cody all the very best and hope that he does return in 2023. Um, Tyrell Sloan started the season there, got dropped very quickly. Hook went off him, uh, moved him around, brought him off the bench at the back end of the season. Just, I don't think it was uh, handled overly well by Hook, to be honest with you. To his credit, Cody Ramsey was really good. Uh, but I don't think Cody Ramsey has the same upside of Tyrell Sloan. So I really hate trying to dive into the mind of Anthony Griffin, to be perfectly honest with you, because I never know what's going to happen next, what direction he's going in, what he's thinking. So I uh, really got no idea where to go with this one. Uh, but I think if Cody Ramsey is fit, he will be the fullback. I think that Hook showed his hand last year. I uh, spoke about how much he... I, I read an article the other day, uh, Cody Ramsey's mum talking about how much contact uh, Anthony Griffin's been in. And as much as he would be for all of his players, it kind of feels like to me he's gone a little bit over the top. And when Hook has his favourites, uh, they certainly get treated very well. And I've got a feeling Cody Ramsey might be one of them. So I'm expecting him to line up in the one jersey. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of hoping he does because I want to see Tyrell Sloan leave. Uh, I don't want to see him stay at the Dragons. I think that it started pretty poorly. I don't think it's going to play out well. And I'd like to see him get an opportunity to go elsewhere. But there is the argument as well that Tyrell Sloan is young. He's got to earn his reps at the Dragons. Uh, he's got to go through a bit of shit to become the good player that he should be. So I hear both sides of the argument. Uh, but I think if Cody Ramsey is fit and he's okay to play, I think he will be the fullback for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Our next one, and this is another one similar to the uh, Tom Berger situation. This one makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, the Sharks. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Fullback Will Kennedy versus Lachlan Miller. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just, I, I, I don't think this is even a conversation that will be had. To be honest with you, if I look at the Sharkies last year and how it played out, I personally think that Cade Dykes has jumped in front of Lockie Miller. Uh, I'm not sure if I agree with it. I think Lockie's a tremendous player, and I hope that the Newcastle Knights get him because I think he'd be perfect up there. But Will Kennedy versus Lachlan Miller, uh, a couple of things in this article don't make sense to me. This is one of them. I can't see a world where there is even a conversation about who starts at fullback, Will Kennedy or Lachlan Miller. Will Kennedy, despite having a couple of injuries over the last few years, he's been fucking tremendous for Cronulla, and he's one of their better players. So I think Will Kennedy absolutely shits into the fullback jersey. It will not be a conversation. And if someone was going to replace him, I personally think they're leaning towards Kay Dykes over Lockie Miller, to be honest with you. As I said, I hope that Lockie Miller does move up to the Newcastle Knights. I think that'll be a win for everyone. And I think that Will Kennedy versus Kay Dykes over the next few years will probably be the conversation. But this year, um, sorry, there there is no conversation for me. It is Will Kennedy by a country mile, and I can't really see it going any other way. The Manly Seagulls, interesting one here, centre pairing. Uh, you've obviously got Brad Parker, Hank Scorpio at left centre. Right centre, though, Kohler or Morgan Harper. Personally, I would be leaning to Kohler. I think defensively he's fantastic. I think he's got a bit more attacking upside. And I think that towards the back end of last season, DCE started to trust him a little bit more. I think Morgan Harper, a lot of people turned their nose up at him because he got done by um, Sivitalikai that night. I'm telling you, you go back and watch those tapes. A lot of them are poor choices on the inside and whatnot. And granted, Harper didn't play well. Yeah, I'm not coming here to tell you that he played a good game or whatever. Uh, but I did feel a little bit sorry for him that night because uh, Cronulla played very well. Sifatelico was on fire. We've been telling you all, if you've listened to this podcast for quite some time, we've been telling you for four and five years that Talakai's got this sort of ability. It's just a matter of time until he explodes. Uh, and he did happen to explode that night. So I feel a little bit sorry for Harper. I thought he bounced back really well throughout the season, but I'd be going for Kohler. I'll just read you what they've got here. Brad Parker enters his eighth season. Wow, eight seasons for Brad Parker. That's crazy. Eight season at Manly, needing just two games to bring up 100 in the NRL, and he looks a certain starter in the centres, but the other spot is up for grabs. Young gun, Kohler, showed flashes of brilliance in his debut season, offers a real X factor for new coach Anthony Seabold, while Morgan Harper averaged 110 metres per game and had 42 tackle breaks across 18 matches in 2022. He had a tough night out against Sifatalakai at Shark Park in round seven, uh, but put that behind him to produce a solid season. Also in the mix is Ben Trevojevic, who brings size and speed to the table and will be keen to play plenty more footy alongside brothers Tom and Jake. And the trio shared the field twice in 22, round 9 and round 10 in 2022, that was. Sorry. Uh, for me, I'd be going Kohler at right centre. Uh, I absolutely love this kid. I think his reads are sensational, the way that he, he, he rushes in and he always makes the right decision. And if he doesn't, he's quick enough to make up for it, which is a huge advantage to have. So Kohler, he'd be my right centre. I probably wouldn't have Morgan Harper in my best Manly team as it stands right now. And uh, yeah, that Manly side, especially that right edge, I think they're looking really impressive at the moment. Uh, I think they're going to have a, a decent little season here. And I think that... 
Because Josh Schuster comes into the side, he's a younger guy, less experienced to Kieran Foran. I think you'll see DCE step up and play a bit more on ball. Uh, he already does, to be fair, but I, I think you'll be even more involved, which means I think you'll see a lot of the right edge, Olakowatu and Kohler get a lot of ball. So I'd be going with Kohler over Morgan Harper if it was up to me. All right, our next... Sydney side, just skipping through a couple of Queensland sides. Our next Sydney side is the... Oh, no, I think that's everyone, is it? Um, yeah, so that is all of our Sydney side, guys. So uh, we will go through the other teams uh, either this afternoon or tomorrow. I'll let you know. Keep an eye on the podcast. We'll go through all the Queensland teams, Newcastle, Canberra, Melbourne, Warriors. Uh, we'll go through all those sides a little bit later on the podcast, giving my live reaction to this article. If you want to go and have a look at it, guys, go to nrl.com, uh, and the heading is Mate versus Mate, the key positional battle at your club in the preseason. So shout out to Martin Lenahan and Colleen Edwards. Thank you very much for putting this one together. Uh, as much as I don't agree with everything that is in there, a great article, uh, great for me to talk about, great for you guys to discuss with mates and whatnot as well. And it'd be pretty boring if we all agreed on the same thing in rugby league. It's always different. Always good to get different perspectives. So stay tuned, guys. Uh, we'll have part two coming soon on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 